0: Today on the Bill Kelly Show on AM 900 CHML. After complaining and complaining and complaining and threatening to rip up NAFTA for the last couple of years, Donald Trump is now poised to release a list as early as today revealing how he wants to change the deal. Let's get Marvin Ryder in on that discussion. Marvin, a good friend of the show, business professor at the Groot School of Business with McMaster University. Marvin, how are you?
1: Thank you. And speaking of the fear factor, here comes this letter from Donald Trump.
0: (laughs) So what is going to be in this letter?
1: Well, that's a good question. So let me just first take you back before we go forward. To open NAFTA and begin negotiating, two months ago, Donald Trump had to send a letter to Congress. Uh, What he wants to do is renegotiate NAFTA through something called a fast-track principle, which allows the president and his team to lead the negotiation without Congress getting that involved. Congress agrees to this if and only if they get to do some pre-negotiation conversations with the president. So he sent this letter two months ago. In theory, that would allow them around August 15th, to start the negotiations on NAFTA, but the Congress has complained that the letter was too vague. It was too open-ended. You know, just I'm going to seek a deal that's good for America, and da 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 da. No, no details. So uh, for them to actually give this approval, they want to see some details. So the fifty dollar question here is: What's going to be in this letter Donald Trump releases? Will this be enough for Congress, and will this continue the process so that around August fifteenth, sixteenth, uh, we can see this thing negotiated? Donald, And why I say this is the $50 question is that Donald Trump has been, um, well, all over the map, frankly, on this. There are days where he says, I want to rip this up and start from point zero. Other days, when, for instance, that Justin Trudeau was in Washington, you know, I'm just looking for some minor tweaks, just some minor tweaks. Uh, Vice President Pence, as recently as Friday was at the American governor's meeting and he said that uh, you know we're looking for a deal that's fair for everybody win 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 for Canada win for Mexico win for the United States that's quite a different turn of phrase than Donald Trump so to be perfectly candid Rick uh, I've got no idea what's going to be <laughs> in this letter when it's released uh, but The smart thing is, and again, I know there are people who uh, listen to the show who would probably disagree with what I'm about to say, but I think the smart thing from Justin Trudeau's standpoint is he's not reacting to any of this. Even when the letter is released, I know what the press are going to do. They're going to run up and put a microphone in in Justin's face and say, now, you know, what do we do now? And he's just going to play it really cool, which is absolutely the correct strategy in these kinds of negotiations. You don't start negotiating until the negotiating begins. Whatever Donald Trump releases, you say, well, thanks, we'll study it, we'll look it up, but you don't actually start negotiations till the negotiations start.
0: It's basically what the Prime Minister said on Friday. Quote, I can't imagine that we would start negotiating before the negotiations actually start. We're going to be responsible about this, to be thoughtful and responsible in how we engage the administration. Obviously, that, that is the only strategy they can take. Uh, you know, the, the opposite of that would be, you know, hey, hey, U.S., this is what we want on on trade, on dairy, on, uh, you know, yada, yada, yada. And that, and that would be the completely opposite, and I, I think uh, the wrong thing
1: And even worse, here's what we want, and here's what we're prepared to give up, and here's what we're prepared to give you. And, And why I'm sharing all this with you, Rick, is that Donald Trump has a history of being a great negotiator. Now, he's not actually going to be involved in the process. It'll be staff representing him involved in the process. But why he seems to win in negotiations is he gets his competitors so flustered that before the negotiation begins they're already putting concessions on the table. Well, if you begin a negotiation by saying, here are the things I'm ready to give up, you're already going to lose. You don't give up anything if you don't get something in return. And in terms of these negotiations, I think the Uh, I'm just guessing again, but I'm thinking that the most difficult part of the negotiations will deal around where we have what's called supply management. That's dairy, that's in the beef industry, that's in the, the chicken industry, some of the other products that we produce on farms. Farmers are scared to death that Justin's going to give away everything to try to get a deal. And so instead, well, if we have to make some kind of concession, whatever that concession is, we want to make sure we're getting something back for it. We just don't start the negotiations with the uh, condescending comments and and saying here are the things we're going to remove. So I I, I know there are people who are going to want to say Justin's not doing a good job, but I think on this file he's playing the game absolutely correctly. One other quick note, Rick, is that uh, according to Mike Pence, again, this was on Friday, they'd like to do this renegotiation of NAFTA quickly. My gosh, how do you do it quickly? Well, you might remember a deal called the Trans-Pacific Partnership. Uh, Canada, the United States, and Mexico were all members of this, but so were nine other countries around the world. At the time, the Trans-Pacific Partnership was supposed to be the new NAFTA. It was supposed to supersede NAFTA, be the new improved version of NAFTA. Well, Donald Trump takes office, and he instantly kills Trans-Pacific Partnership, But I believe the framework for a new NAFTA is already contained in the Trans-Pacific Partnership. It is possible that if that's all that the administration wants to do is is enact the clauses that are in that agreement, but just keep it between Canada, Mexico, and and, uh, the United States, we might be able to get a deal by early 2018 And why is that important? Well, in around uh, April, May of 2018, Mexico goes in for elections. So if you don't get a deal done relatively quickly, then you may have a whole different administration in Mexico, and they may, just like Donald Trump did, well, we want to rip it up and start all over again.
0: Want to hear more? Download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play.
1: And listen to The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on AM 900 CHML.